0: Hello, beloved. I am bringing you a companion transmission uh, share that goes with the oracular audio of the restoration of Excalibur. So, with with that uh, transmission, we are working with, uh, working with and as the Lady of the Lake. Um, And we are working with her and experiencing how she was Merlin's teacher. And then she and Merlin became lovers for a period and were co-creators in magics of many kinds. Uh, And they made Excalibur together. And uh, they made Excalibur to have many levels of, um, of impact in the world. And the lady chose Arthur to carry Excalibur and to be the king to bring harmony to the land of men and to also bring a rejoining of the land of men into back into with the rest of the natural world, uh, including the fairy realms. And so there was this, in the energies of this transmission, there was a double trinity that you may or may not have experienced directly, of the Lady of the Lake, Merlin, and Excalibur, and also the Lady of the Lake, Merlin, and Arthur. And the double trinity was uh, was showing as... Sorry, just words are hard. <laughs> the, was showing as... Each as a golden triangle, an isosceles triangle, and like a twinning of them, and then they sort of fractalize out, repeat themselves out into many in a way that creates a circle of triangles. And this then becomes three dimensional. The, the triangles themselves becoming three dimensional, and then, of course, the kind of spherical shape that they are all creating as they kind of open up. Uh, and so, and this is useful kind of coding to be aware of. So, as you're working with these archetypes, these energies, these avatars, um, you can and are invited to access within you a fractal of each of these of the lady of the lake of merlin of arthur and to move through the various stages of these excalibur codes being created by the lady with merlin and then brought out into the world in order to bring that harmony forward, and then ultimately failing to do so for more than a brief period of time, and even then only within the land of men, but and then coming back to the lake and being restored and unified with the lake and with the lady and within you. And this is regardless of your sex or your gender or any of that all of us have these mm, these feminine and masculine principles and energies within us and available to us so now arthur never got past the weapon stage of excalibur as a sword because excalibur was not just a sword is not just a sword the the magics the codes the Excalibur codes that imbued into the sword were designed to bring this full harmony to all beings and the Excalibur codes in fact are the same as the founder codes they just were brought through at a certain point in time in which Humanity was not able to actually hold the, the union uh, and the level of harmony beyond the sword level and even then only for a period of time. So Arthur had this was able to create this brief harmony among the world of men, which was a very joyous experience, but could not hold it without embodying the rest of the codes, and he was never able to advance beyond the level of weaponry in order to do that, which would be required to do that. And this is why the power, I mean, but even with that, even with the fact that he did not move it past that kind of first level, the power of Camelot still rings so true within our souls that here we are... Ages and ages beyond Camelot, and it still rings as a clear clarion call, a bell ringing in harmony throughout the ages, reaching us even now. And there's often a melancholy associated with the idea of this, that people think of as being about kind of how brief and then it passed and, and, and all of that. But it's actually not just for it having fallen, but for it not having actually worked for it, not having united fully with the lands and the fae and all of the beings and the realms that the codes were designed to bring all together. the, energy, the essence that is the being that we call Merlin actually is one of the 12 founder beings. And in that Merlin incarnation, Merlin avatar, that founder being was not being in a full, fully human, uh, experience. will, was uh, only partly human. And this made it much easier for him as a wizard to be able to cross realms more easily and uh, the shape-shifting and things like that. He came again, Merlin came again uh, in human form in more recent history as Leonardo da Vinci and as Leonardo, he brought in more of these codes in various ways and shared them. But the, there were interference energies that didn't allow all of them to open. And also, as the restoration of Excalibur shows, there were some pieces needed. I'll talk about that in a minute for the full kind of bringing through of them that wasn't possible in the Leonardo form. He also came through as uh, Nikola Tesla, and as Nikola brought in even more of the codes in a very advanced uh, level, um, and was actually kind of then destroyed for it, um, in many ways. And so this is actually another trinity of Merlin, Leonardo, Nikola, and uh, very which is which is uh, useful to some of you. So now. The restoration of the codes now, as we've gone through them and as you've gone through them in the, um, in, that, in that audio, in that oracular audio, uh, or if you haven't yet listened to that, <laughs> you will uh, go through that, that, this makes clear now that the codes must come through and be restored within the deep feminine principle within us, that deep feminine principle, that void out of which all creation comes, the deep fathomless waters of the lake that denies all light, all structure, all words, the primordial cosmic magnetism that is the deep sacred current of life force. And with this restoration, we must also come into awareness and full acceptance of the fact that the idea of darkness being bad is an inversion, a mistake, a miscasting. Um, Like I'm gonna jokingly say, it's basically really good branding by the counter evolutionary uh, energies that actually don't want to see that full integration and that full harmony occur for various reasons. And so this idea that going into the void, into the darkness within the darkness of the night, the darkness of the womb, the darkness that is required for creation. It's, that it's that as if it's a bad thing it's not a bad thing it's not uh any less important than the light and we have all this confusion at least in the english language which is my primary language and i'm not uh, uh, conversant uh, or fluent in other languages to know if they would offer us more nuance in the understandings of things like shadow and darkness you know in a sense of a negative sense as opposed to in this sense of it's just simply the you know the yin yang kind of of thing but my sense is that culture the societal culture so strongly has been hijacked by Uh, some of these divisive ideas uh, that are behind the experience um, of racism, etc., that it's very hard for us to, to work with this and to hold this. And so bringing us back in here, so Excalibur is then restored to the Lady and brought in added into her central pillar her spine and there is sort of a full circle of the codes where they have kind of gone through like a full journey of experience of kind of being created and going out into the world. And, uh, you know, with Arthur, who was chosen by the lady to be king and to carry Excalibur and to carry those codes in the world. And Merlin was chosen to go be his teacher in the world for that. And they both actually failed. And this is an important thing to be aware of because there's, there's so much fear in so many, in virtually all of us, about failure. Oh, no, what if I fail? I better not do it. Oh, no, what if I fail? Oh, no, what if I'm actually that big and powerful? Listen, if Merlin can fail, so can you. It's fine. (laughs) And Merlin and Arthur, eventually they did. See, they have come back around. The restoration has occurred. And This is a choice and a philosophy to think about for yourself. But I am one very much of the, you know, I would rather have tried and failed than not. Um, And failure is how humans learn. We start walking, we fall over you know look at every baby in in the world you know we stand up we fall over we get back up we fall over we get back up we fall over we take a few steps we fall over we take a bunch more steps we fall over we start running we trip and fall over like this is our experience and it's how we learn so don't be afraid of failure it's just learning just keep going grab the lessons from whatever the falling, whatever the failing, and take them because know that they're going to keep shifting you up, keep helping you move up along the spiral of life that takes you upward, upward, upward if you choose uh, for it to do that. And so as Excalibur is restored to the lady, the sword belongs in its sheath coming into her central pillar, into her spine, Arthur is also returned to her. And to you, all of these things, and within you. And Arthur is restored and brought into the kingly experience within that he was meant to have. So the oracular audio takes you into this restoration, which is evergreen. It is not time sensitive. This integration could happen for any of us at any time. And so this is very much our own timing. Um, For me, the return of Excalibur and Arthur occurred approximately a year and a half ago in a gorgeous experience that I just could not even possibly begin to put into words. And Merlin has been with me for ages and ages and time immemorial, of course. And so the other thing that I want to say about the importance of individual timing, there's, there's a lot of talk in various traditions and philosophies and religions and, and whatnot, um, going around and having resurgence around this idea of like a big event is going to occur of some sort. Um, and I'm not even going to put words into any of that because it's none of it's useful. This whole idea of some big giant worldwide external event is going to occur and create some kind of massive irrevocable shift. This is a purely projection, the shift, the occurrence, the event, whatever it is within you. It is your own shift. It may already have happened. So again, as I say many times, uh, in these shares, look to within around, uh, around those pieces. And I'm not saying to cut off the world at all, and certainly very important to, as these uh, brilliant uh, high resonances and magics are restored to you, you will then feel the call to go out and be of more pure service in the world. And by pure, I mean that the service is truly coming from a place of service and not as a, um, a need-based kind of trauma response, if you will, um, which is where the vast majority of humans are when they're in service, is I have to be in service in order to be safe in order to be accepted, in order to be included, in order to feel like I am okay. And to not be in service would be sort of an existential threat for me. And this is why people are so in such a giant mess um, of no boundaries and codependency and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. So, but people will, you will, others around you and many more will want to start stepping up, stepping in to this next uh, phase of your contribution, of your beginning to truly expand that which will ultimately seed the personal legacy you will leave behind for centuries after your physical body is done. And this is the time for massive legacy building and impact and not legacy building in a kind of a gross. I need to put my, you know, put my name on the building of a college campus library. Like that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about legacy in in the sense of the true, gorgeous, incredible shifts for earth and for humanity and for all the beings that live here. With Earth. And so this will happen in many ways. And and the primary, um, some of the primary things that I'm seeing in my own work with with humans in their evolutionary acceleration is I think really three prime things that I'm seeing most commonly. Um, And so one of them is the creation and then sharing out of art and beauty through as many different kind of medium, media, mediums, as you can imagine, and some that haven't even been invented yet. And the 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 importance of different art and beauty as means to open and expand the heart, which is really the starting place for accessing kind of the inner star maps or the inner activations, the inner expansions, the evolutionary leap to begin within someone to begin to make the shift in that way. Uh, it's just, it's going to be increasingly important and there are many different aspects and components to this. And then the, the, the second is indirect service so we're see we're going to see a rise in that um and and of course as i've always said society will come last which means that that within humanity there will be humans who will seek to corrupt and hijack and take advantage of any and all of these expansions as they occur and so increasingly it's important and incumbent upon us to develop our own capacity for discernment and refinement of uh, resonant alignment with where we want to invest our time, our attention, uh, and our money. Um, And so, and then another very important uh, area that I'm seeing is um and this is particularly for those who already are wealth holders of some sort or influential in uh, uh with wealth holders uh and I mean financial there's many different ways of thinking about wealth of course um but the refinement in the directions and distribution mechanisms and locations of Money around the planet is beginning to shift. And this is going to be a significant shift over these next couple of years. And so, people who are in positions to influence this directly, in terms of in the 3D, which is not going away, don't forget. Uh, And you might want to go see the red, blue, purple parable if you don't understand what i mean by that I'll, I'll try to remember to put a link to that in the in the sh- in the show notes here but also um it's in the stories section of my website and so the the people who are in the position to influence this are also experiencing waking into the uh activations and restorations of these Excalibur codes of the founder codes uh bringing in more and more uh openings within and so they are also sort of kind of refining and shifting what they're doing as well it's very important work and of course we have many people who are doing direct tending to the earth itself, tending to the plants and the animals that live on the earth. And uh, we have many who are working directly in society to support and shape and fix and correct uh, institutions and policy in various ways, Uh, or, or, or thinking about culture impacts in various ways. This is very important as well. And then we have many who are primarily caring directly for others, particularly children. Um, And and then we have uh, a very important subset um, of people whose primary kind of quote unquote work is uh, invisible to the 3D world and is entirely around supporting the energetics of the the planet, uh, galactic energetics, Um, collective energetics and whatnot as well. and This is extraordinarily important, although invisible to most. So um, I hope that this helps you, and I hope that you are enjoying um, these materials, and I would love to hear about it if you are. So send me a note. Leave me a comment. Thank you for your light in the world. I love you.